Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. Hello, my fellow creatives. This is a little bit different of a show today because my co-host, Sean, is not with me today, so he won't be joining for the interview, but he'll be back, so don't you worry. I'm excited about this interview because I met today's guest at Content Marketing World, and I actually heard a little bit of his presentation. He was one of the speakers at the conference, and it was all about newsletters. Ooh, so fun, right? Newsletters. (laughs) It doesn't sound fun, but it is. It is fun because I've actually been thinking a lot. I, I send out emails kind of sporadically, but I like the idea of a newsletter because it's a way for anyone to kind of curate their creative projects and share them with their audience. And it's something that is a great way. It's almost a a great practice for, it's a great practice to, to figure out some of the things that you really want to share and do it consistently. And so I thought it would be a fun interview to explore newsletters, why newsletters will help you be more creative and also the creative projects and things that you're working on. It's a great way to uh, share them with your audience and let people know what you're up to so that they can feel a little bit more connected to you. That's how I feel. Some of my favorite newsletters are from people that I really admire their work. I love getting their newsletters and I don't love calling it a newsletter, but I guess essentially that's what it is. So um, anyway, that's what we talk about today on this episode. I hope you enjoy it. My guest today is Dennis Chow. He is the founder of Attention Retention LLC, which is a marketing consultancy that works with Silicon Valley technology companies. Dennis consults with clients on content marketing, product marketing, and social media marketing. And prior to his consulting business, he spent seven years in full-time roles, both in IT and marketing. So please enjoy my conversation with Dennis. Dennis, I'm so excited. I'm so excited we get to talk. Yes, thanks for having me, Kate. You and I, we met at Content Marketing World. That's right. This year, which was interesting because it was, oh my, was it your first conference back after COVID? It sure was. It sure was, yeah. It was the same for me. And I have to say it was a little interesting. Yeah. I think they did a, the, the uh, content marketing Institute did a great job with the conference. They had a lot of the proper uh, protocols in place, but it was I, just as we are all trying to get used to life now, it was, um, it was like, you just, you're not sure if you want, if you see someone, you know, whether you want a hug or a handshake yes. or elbow bump. So. Yes, it was a little bit, it was yeah. a little weird, but, um, but yes, you're right. They did a phenomenal job. I love that yes. content marketing world is like my favorite marketing conference. Me too. And, um, but yeah, they did do a great job, but it was like a weird kind of, Ooh, should we hug, not hug? And, yeah. But, um, but I was happy to get back at it. And you and I met, um, because we had both, we both spoke at that event and we were waiting to go to the speaker event, uh, the speaker. Yes. Speaker uh, party. Happy hour. Yes. And uh, so we got to chatting and I, 
heard some of your session because uh, you were doing your session in kind of the, the area where everyone was uh, kind of walking around and where they did the sponsors. That's right. And I was like, oh, Dennis, I heard your session <laughs> kind of. And it was so fun because you were talking about newsletters. Yes. And I said, oh, you have to come on my podcast, Create for No Reason, because so many people have these really great ideas. They have messages that they want to share. And a newsletter is such a great way to share kind of collectively what people are doing. At least that's what kind yes. of I think for some of the some of the newsletters that I really enjoy. It's like they do a lot of different things, but then their newsletter yeah. is like the one place where they kind of share everything. That's right. Yeah, I think it's a great, I mean, there's personal newsletters, there's corporate, uh, there's a whole different flavors, but as an individual, I think it's a fabulous way to share your thoughts with the world. Yeah, it yeah. totally is. Yeah. So I want to kind of dig into this, but before we do, I would love to get your thoughts on creativity. Like for you, you, you know, you have a marketing consultancy, you work with a lot of different agencies or you work with a lot of different companies. What what is your kind of definition of creativity? I guess I one I haven't thought about it that much, but it just like the thought just popped into my head about creativity is communicating or conveying something in a way that makes people say, hmm, that's, I hadn't thought of it that way. It's kind of like causing someone to react by saying, I uh, thinking differently and getting someone to consider a new perspective on something they'd previously thought of in a different way. Oh, I like Does that. that <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And yeah. in your, so you, when you work with a lot of these different companies, what do you find? Cause you work with them in marketing. I think it's so mm -hmm. fascinating, like, right? Like creativity, marketing, we have to try to figure out a, a unique way to get our message out. What right. do you feel like is like the biggest challenge for a lot of companies today and really sharing their message in a creative way, but also in a way that really attracts those right individuals to connect with them? Yeah, great question. I, so I work, I specialize in B2B and in fact, B2B technology. Um, so I would, I consider most of B2B technology companies as really ex uh, exhibiting very little creativity because it's like you're talking about SaaS software or very specialized software for business use. And so the main objective is like get convince someone to buy the software. <clears throat> Whereas like it, the traditional thinking is like the, B, the B2C brands, the candy brands or the beverage bands brands are the ones that are most creative and get all the uh, viral tweets. Mm -hmm. um, but that, I mean, so that's kind of like the way people think about it. But I think there is still plenty of cases where there's creativity in B2B that you might not characterize as creative, but it actually is. Because similar to what I said, it gets the audience to think of something differently. Because I, I kind of think of creativity as be somewhat being rooted in a different approach to what everyone else does. That's mm. kind of how I think of creativity. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. And yeah, I think that's, that's the challenge with a lot of organizations, I think, because some, it just lends itself to an easy, it's easier to create content for a brand that's already fun, right? Like, that's right. That's right. So 
it's almost kind of a, a fun exercise to think how can some of these other organizations really decide, hey, we might be in a more boring, quote unquote, boring industry, but how do we create something in a more fun way? Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to chat. Okay. So part, part of one of the reasons why I just think this podcast is fun is because I love kind of learning things that I, that I'm interested in and hopefully okay. other people are interested in as well, because yep. I've been thinking a lot and you and I spoke very briefly. I've thought a lot about putting together a newsletter and I, I, over the years I've had one kind of sort of like I've sent stuff out and I say, I'm going to do it regularly. And then I kind of do it. And then I don't do it. You know, yeah. like a lot of people we're not yeah. consistent. Um, and I wanted to get from your perspective, just some of the highlights of if somebody has, if someone has an idea or if someone has a blog or, or let's just talk through like a lot of the listeners that, that listen to this show, they have maybe, uh, they're posting on social media or they're, uh, doing some kind of creative work, whether it's like painting, drawing artwork or something, and maybe they have a website or maybe they don't do any of those things, but they just have a bunch of work that they find interesting to share. What are right. some of the, what are some of the tips that you would give to someone who's thinking maybe a newsletter is like the, the right thing for me. And first of all, let's kind of start why, like, why would you start a newsletter? And then let's kind of right. go into like, how would you create one tomorrow? Sure. Well, I think the why you kind of covered it in the question itself, which is you, everyone has interesting perspectives to share. We each have a unique journey in life that nobody else has. And we have experiences and knowledge that are, are very unique to each one of us. And I think it's a shame if, if um, especially if you want to share it with the world, it's a shame if you don't have a chance to do so. So imagine if I have like all these thoughts bottled up and I never published online, then the only people that might uh, appreciate my thoughts are people, maybe I, I speak to people on the phone or something, but um, publishing online is so powerful because you never know who's gonna see it, like, you know, important people that could become your clients or customers, as well as how many people can see it. Because um, like a single tweet from someone with two followers can go viral and be seen by millions or billions of people. So like the scale of on publishing online is, is uh, virtually limitless. Uh, so I just think uh, newsletters are, it's, it's almost like maybe 15, 20 years ago, a lot of us talked about blogging. Like it's get your thoughts out on a blog. And I think email has come back around. Maybe it was in vogue many years ago, but I think email is a big thing these days. It's very distinctive compared to all the crazy social media feeds that we are all scrolling through. Uh, so I think the why is it's a great vehicle for getting your thoughts shared with an audience. And I would, uh, I would propose a, a two possible phases. One is short-term to get you started. And the second is a little more long-term. The short term is, so you said the scenario is you have some interesting thoughts to share and you want to send them via email. You, most of your listeners are probably familiar with the, the famous site Craigslist, right? Mm -hmm. That was started by Craig himself, the founder, I think is it Craig Newmark? He started that with an email list, like a manual email list where he emailed friends like the listings. And that grew into this huge business, of course. But the idea there is, so here's the short-term thing, and, and I actually still do this today. I have uh, friends, there's about eight friends that also root for NFL teams. And I send out a Friday email to these eight people 
and I make uh, certain predictions on the NFL games that weekend. And then I make it fun. We're all just have like, um, I, I send the, the, the uh, predictions and I do track my results. And then I have this section called notes and quotes where I just like say random things about observations in sports. And the, so the idea there is you can start a newsletter. It's not a true newsletter, I guess, but you can start with fi pick five friends that you know, you're close with and just say, hey, I'm gonna start emailing you every week or whatever the, the, the uh, frequency is. If some of them are like, don't care to, sit, to receive it, they'll probably tell you. But again, if these are your close friends, they probably want to hear from you. Uh, so that's like a great short-term way is if you have an aspiration to start a newsletter, just pick out a handful of friends and start emailing them on a regular basis on however you might envision this format. And then longer term, you're gonna wanna establish a newsletter, find software to send it out. Uh, I happen to use MailChimp for my newsletter. And the beautiful thing I think from there is you will want to define a frequency. So my newsletter is called Content Corner and comes out every other Friday. So roughly like twice, twice, or obviously every other week, twice a month. And that really hooks me in, meaning I'm committed because I, I communicate, this comes out every other Friday. I'm committed on Wednesday or Thursday or even earlier of the week that it's supposed to go out, that I need to get it out. Like that, I don't wanna, I almost feel like I'm letting people down if I doesn't go out that Friday. So yes. if you can define the frequency and communicate it, it really commits you to getting content out on a regular basis. Okay, so two things. One, yeah. I love that that's how you started. That's so cool. <laughs> I love yeah. that. You know, it reminds me of, um, you know who did that too was um, Tucker Max. You know that author who wrote, who wrote um, he's written a number of different books, but he, he started writing uh, to his, just to his friends. And yeah. then he started, and then he, then he wrote this book from all the stories that he was sharing with his friends. Um, so I love that idea of just kind yeah. of just start. So when someone's starting, what do you feel? Cause I, like, this is for wh what I, I often will say, Oh, I want to do something like every week. I'm going to do it every week. Yes. But like, if you don't, if you're not doing anything now, once a week is probably too much. Yes. If you're not even used to it now. So yeah. like, do you think like once a month is a good target for creating a newsletter that just to start? Oh, so you're, uh, you're asking about like my short term thing about emailing friends? No, I mean like, no. okay, let's, cause, cause what's so great today, I feel like is totally go the email route. If that's for, for you, that if you're listening, you're like, yep, that's for me done. But yes. for someone who's like, no, like I, maybe they already use MailChimp or maybe they have some type of platform that they're Got already it. using. I find yes. that a lot of people like they feel comfortable with that technology because it's just yes. been around for so long. So yeah. um, they're ready to like get something out feeling a little bit more professional. Yes. So I, uh, I think there's definitely, I, I'm not suggesting you have to go once a week or once every other week when you start. So once a month could be fine as a way for you to just to get started. As a personal preference, and this is just me, I would say that um, you do wanna make a connection with your audience as the newsletter sender. And I feel like if I get something once a month, it's kind of easily forgotten. And I have to like, if I received your newsletter and, I'm, and you're just started and I happen to like it a lot, to have to wait another full month, kind of like I'm, I'm wanting something more frequently. Mm. So I would, and again, this is just my preference. You could have subscribers that once a month is fine. 
but I would, I kind of am suggesting every other week as a, uh, like a, mi a minimum. And then of course, every week is more pressure. And then some people like there's daily newsletters. That's just almost like a full-time job, if you will. <laughs> yeah. If that makes sense. All right. So <laughs> twice a month, because here I'm, I'm playing Dennis, I'm planning in my mind. I'm like, I'm planning. I'm, I'm gonna, I really want, this is my year. This is, okay. my, this is the year <laughs> for my newsletter. Um, Excellent. Because I do feel, you know, even as what I, what I started to do to make it, um, easier, but also helpful. Like, obviously I want it to be helpful for the, the readers. I want them to actually like it. I want the people that right. get it to actually be excited about it. Right. was a lot of, I was doing, like I do videos or I'll do some, or I'll create content on Instagram or social. And um, I started just doing, I started calling it um, three, it was like three things. It was just like three things I think you'll enjoy. And it yep. was, I just like pulled it. And for some of it was my content. Some of it was like, hey, I'm really digging this person that I found on Instagram go check him out. He's a comedian or whatever it is. Um, so that way it was easier. It's pretty easy for me to, cause I already created the content and now I'm yeah. just curating it. Yeah. Another idea is I know I, I have huge, I, I have never hosted my own podcast and I have admiration for folks like you who do that. Cause it's also a huge commitment to, is it, do you, does yours come out weekly? Yeah, it's weekly. Yeah. So you're already committed to the podcast, which is a decent, a fixed chunk of work every single week. And that's very admirable. Like one idea is just to complement, to reinvest what you're doing with the podcast and just have an email newsletter that goes out each week where maybe you riff a little bit about the guests that just came on and then you link to the episode because you're already doing all the work for the podcast. And so right. maybe just add a little bit more extra. So not just say, here's a latest episode, because that's kind of like people will, can get that via their podcast subscription, but sprinkle a little of your own original commentary about your guest or about the topic you, you spoke about. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, it's true. It's like, I'm, I'm all stressed out about doing a weekly uh, newsletter, but yeah. we do this show every week, which of course, you know, there are days or there's sometimes, you know, as much as we try to have things in the can and have like, you know, a few weeks in advance, sometimes we do. And then sometimes we feel like we're caught up and then we easily get not caught up. So, right. Right. Um, so I like that. What are your thoughts on um, what you call it? Like, do you need, as far as like having like a structured name? What do you, what are, do you have to call yeah. something? I'm a believer in the name because the name is almost like the brand, just like your podcast has, uh, it's create, I'm sorry. Create for no reason. <laughs> sorry, create for no Come reason. On, that's Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like a very distinctive name and is memorable. So I think you would want, and, and just to my previous idea, you can call your newsletter also create for no reason. So it just ties everything in, ties everything together in a sense. Uh, so I'm a big believer in, a, in having a, a name that's memorable and like you're branding your, new, your newsletter or your content with that name. Uh, so mine is called Content Corner, which I like one of my big uh, passions is content marketing. So I like to like, connect with the word content. And then Corner was just like a little bit of alliteration and then I doubled down, I guess, on corner in that each section of my newsletter is has the word corner. So I'll have like around the corner and Twitter corner and oh, 
that's all cute. these different corners. So it just re further reinforces like the whole name. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I well, I mean, I really want people that are listening to kind of just like start getting ideas for like what they would put in their in their newsletter, right? Yeah. Like what what it is that they want to share because I think oftentimes we get so caught up. We get caught up in content creation in general. Like what am I yeah. going to say? What should it be? And I think with a newsletter what's so interesting to me is that it can be like I look at some of the people that I really like and appreciate. Like I love, um, I like getting the Five Bullet Friday from Tim Ferriss, and I love Austin Cleon's podcast because he has like ten different um, ideas or things. Um, and there's people that they make it easy to consume. Yes. And yes. I think easy to consume and also easy to create. Like if you've already done the work on, like you said, it's whether it's a podcast or you write blogs or you create visual images. Like I'm thinking even for an artist, how cool would it be to, for them to share just some of the visual works that they're doing and putting them yes. in the newsletter just for those, yeah. however many people to look at. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Like, a, like in a, uh, just a thought just came to mind that the artist, like if it's a photographer and you're sharing a photographer, sharing his or her recent photos, how about sharing the story that went into taking that photo? I was in Midtown Manhattan and I happened upon the sidewalk and I just noticed the light in a certain way. Cause you don't get that by look, I mean, a picture is worth a thousand words, but you don't, you're not getting those words on this backstory to how the photographer took that uh, image. It's yeah. almost like uh, we spoke about content marketing world, the um, Pete Souza with the, the White House photographer for President Obama told us all the stories that went into these great photos that we've seen. And that, that was just so powerful. I love that idea. Yes, that's so cool. You know, it's such a reminder, Dennis, of not only your newsletter, but just content in general. I think we forget because we're in it, right? We're yes. living our lives in our world. We don't think it's anything special. We just, right. we view something, we view our experience in our own lens and then other yes. people. I think it's so fascinating. Like I, I love exploring people's work process. Like what made you think of of creating something in that way or what made right. you write about this or what made you explore photography in the first place or yeah. why did you decide to write a newsletter or whatever those pieces are i think the the inspiration behind the creative work is yeah. sometimes more fascinating and fun than the work itself yeah and that's one of the powerful things in my mind one of the most powerful things with email is the fact the opportunity for your subscribers to engage with you with via a reply. That's the most special feeling I get is when I send out my newsletter and someone takes the time to reply. So it could be like a one word reply, like thanks or great, like that I at least get an indicator that they like that issue or they might give me direct feedback. Like I liked how you explored X, Y, and Z. And um, I just love, like that's the favorite thing with my newsletter is getting replies. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. All right. so. Whenever we have a guest on, we like to ask um, for some kind of exercise, some type of something that will take five minutes or less for them to do as like creative activity. And mm -hmm. so when it comes to newsletters, what is a good, simple five minute or less something that they can do to kind of spark their creativity when it comes to newsletters? Well, it's very similar to that concept I mentioned at the beginning of just sending email out to your friends. So I think the exercise would be, and you could try this daily, 
it's kind of like similar to general writing exercises, which people say, just get up in the morning or whatever time is the best, when is your best state of mind to write, just start jotting stuff down on paper or, you know, on your keyboard. But uh, more to do this for an, a newsletter, maybe pick a theme, which could be, here's something I'm thinking about with regard to my job, or here's a new thought, uh, some, something I learned yesterday, and just start writing that. It could take as little as five minutes. And then after, say, a month, you might have all these little doodles from the past month. Go back and see, you might have material there for like when you actually launch a newsletter. So it's really just getting a daily habit of recording your thoughts. And you can, yeah. you could also you could also try it on like recording yourself on audio and then later translating that into written word. Basically like getting stuff out of your head into a recorded form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is I mean all all this stuff is so it's so much of what we talk about when it comes to process, right? Like you can't you have to do it. You have to put yes. it out on paper. You have to get it out of your head. If you sit there and you think about what the perfect newsletter is going to look like, what would you share? What would it be? And if you yes. never actually write it out, you're not going to come up with it. It's got to be written. And then you look at it again and you think, oh, wait, there's something here. And how can I shift it and move it and kind of figure out how to, you know, what, what, what would, what you'd actually be excited to share, but it's yeah. not just going to come. You got to start yeah. putting it on paper. That's right. I like that. Cool. Well, um, Dennis, how long have you been doing your newsletter? I started it in 2018, so it's about three years. And how can people find and join? Oh, so here's um, something that I uh, that I did intentionally. If you just Google Content Corner, or maybe Content Corner newsletter, so I created a, a an article or a post that details this newsletter. So the idea there was, like, I'm a guest on on your podcast, and so people might hear it without getting linked to it. So I wanted to optimize people hearing about my newsletter and searching for it. And they then find a page that has a description and a link to subscribe. So if I did my job right, if you Google Content Corner or maybe Content Corner Newsletter, you should be able to find it. Oh my gosh, that's such <laughs> a good idea. I yeah. love that idea. Um, how do you, how have you been able to really build your newsletter over the past three years? Like when someone's like, all right, great. I'm going to start this newsletter. Who's going to join it? You have your friends right. to join it. How are you getting other people to, to sign up for it? Well, you can do a, like, just mention it everywhere. So if you visit my Twitter profile, I'm at D Shao. I link to it in my a bio. So I say something like subscribe to my newsletter and I have a bit.ly link. Uh, you could put it in your email signature when you, uh, I happen to speak about email newsletters, interesting enough. So, so people that went to my talk at Content Marketing World were obviously interested in email. And I talked about the newsletter because some of my talk was a lot about lessons learned from running the newsletter. So like visibility, things like speaking, um, you can just mention your newsletter. Even if I'm speaking on something that's not related to email, I will mention that I have a newsletter if you're interested, like for other marketers might be interested in subscribing. So kind of just like mention it in all the different places where it makes sense. Just like other content, right? Yeah. Share exactly. it, talk about it. Yeah. Be excited about it. It's your newsletter. Get people, yeah. get people. Um, 
I also like this idea of when you start something, it's actually great that you have just like a small audience at first because you're kind of testing yep. things out. Yep. And then you see what really resonates. And as you grow and you start to build, then you get a little bit more comfortable knowing that, oh, okay, now more eyeballs are going to be on it. Exactly. Yeah. You gain, you gain some confidence over time. So I did just Google. <laughs> I did just Good okay. job. Good job. It shows Jenny. up. Yeah. It shows up. Okay. It's the first one other than the ads. The ads don't yes. be, you got some right. ads above you, but you're the first one. So excellent. That's awesome. You know, it's kind of a coincidence. I have a LinkedIn connection and you know how LinkedIn now you can write articles and put them into a LinkedIn newsletter yes. and invite. Yes. So one of my connections just today invited me to subscribe to his LinkedIn newsletter. And I think his first name is begins with the letter C. And he called it C, like his first name, Content Corner. I'm like, oh, you took my name. <laughs> oh my god! So I'm, I'm not that. I'm not that bothered by it. It's not like yeah, I have that's... a. I don't have a trademark on Content Corner, but I just thought it was funny that he used, thought of the same, uh, the same name. <laughs> now, are you? Because the newsletter on LinkedIn is. Yes. That's a separate newsletter, right? Yes. It's like, I, I don't have it. I haven't activated it myself, but my understanding of the way it works is like you go in and create the newsletter. And then I believe every time you publish an article, which is more of the long form, as opposed to a post on LinkedIn, it goes out. I think you can say, put this in my newsletter. And the benefit is that you can invite all your connections. Like you can say, subscribe. And it's an easy way to build a list quicker than if you had like MailChimp. And then yeah. every time you every time you publish, it's emailed to your LinkedIn connection who subscribe anyone who opted in on LinkedIn. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So, so that, the, the, but, but don't you ultimately want to grow your own email? Exactly. Exactly. I was going to say there's pros and cons. The pros is that you latch on to LinkedIn and the network you have there. The con is that it's not owned land; it's rented land because LinkedIn yeah. could do away with this feature. LinkedIn can change the rules and say, you now have to pay to email your subscribers. So ultimately you do want to move people onto something that you directly control, your, the, the list that is. Yeah. But I've seen like people that are having success are just using this compliment in a complimentary way. They're, it's not smart to put all your eggs in the basket of the LinkedIn newsletter. You want your own, but it has, it seems to be successful for people who are using it. Could you do the newsletter on MailChimp and then just take the same content and use that yeah. for your LinkedIn. Yeah, you could do that. Kind of like syndicating or republishing. Yeah, you can do that. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, I'm excited. I'm excited cool. to do to do my newsletter and to just kind of get it going and be consistent. Consistency. Yes. I feel yeah. like you know how people have a word for the year? They'll like show up. They have like they'll pick one. Have you ever heard of people that just pick like one word and that's their theme throughout the oh, year? Yes. I'm feeling like maybe consistency. I never do that, but now I'm, <laughs> but I'm thinking consistency might be my word for 2022. Excellent. Well, let me know when you launch the newsletter and I will subscribe. Oh, thanks, Dennis. You're awesome. Sure. And thanks so much for, um, for joining me on, on the podcast. And sure uh, I'm ex I, uh, I appreciate you taking the time and love this topic. I think it's such a great, I think it's just so great for any type of creator to be able right. to share their work with the world and kind of, yep. especially with so many different 
the fact that you can do so much on, on different platforms to be able to have that one place where you can put it and send it out, I think is really cool. Right. Yeah, I agree. Well said. Awesome. Thanks, Dennis. I will, sure uh, we'll chat soon. Okay. Thanks for having me. Okay. What do you think? Are you inspired to start your own newsletter now? I hope that some of the things that we talked about uh, did spark some creative ideas on how you could do a newsletter on a regular basis to connect with your audience, to share your work, and really just use it as a way to kind of get some of your ideas out into the world. Uh, I would love to hear from you. What are you going to be creating a newsletter about? And hey, let me know. I want to, you can, you can add me to the list. Add me. I could be one of your first subscribers so I can see some of the stuff that you're doing and we can, well, that's another thing I think is so helpful when you start to join other people's email lists and see what they're doing. That is helpful with the creative process because, hey, you know, you get to see what other people are doing and not steal their ideas, but, you know, borrow them. Or uh, sometimes you'll see some, some really great work from other people and think, oh, how can I tweak it a little bit and make it my own? So uh, I definitely encourage you to, to test it out. Try some things out and let me know if you do that. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening. So appreciate you. And if you haven't yet subscribed or followed, I guess it's follow now, the podcast, please do. And also share with your friends. If you have friends that you think that would really enjoy these kinds of conversations about creativity, the work process, and really just, you know, how to live a more fulfilling and creative life, uh, would love for you to share the podcast with other people. And of course, uh, to write us a review, write us a review so that more people can find us. All right. Awesome. You guys rock. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you or no, we, we won't even hear you. You'll hear us, but <laughs> we'll chat with you next time.